Is it Sunday yet? Almost. Welcome into the Almost Sunday Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Derek, joined by Joe Mason today. We want to start off the show by giving a little congratulations to our friend Joe Beldner. He couldn't be here with us today. He's getting too big for us because what, what did he do, Joe Mason? What, yeah, what's got, his big news? He got hired on with the fantasy footballers as a writer. So congrats to Joe. Well-deserved. He puts in a lot of hard work, and we're, we're proud of him. So good job, Joe. Does, it, does that mean that they're poaching from us now? Yeah, it does. I think, I think it does. <laughs> wow, we, we just made it so big that we're getting poached by the fantasy footballers. I love it. <laughs> so congrats to Joe. He's actually at a bachelor party. Uh, he's playing bachelor again, this time for somebody else. Last time he was in New Orleans for his own, but this time, I don't know where he is this time, but he was texting us to say he's getting too old for it. So <laughs> I don't know if he's going to be around the next three days because, yeah, we'll see if he, he holds if his body holds up to it. But we have a great show. Joe Mason actually put together the show doc today, so I'm going to be throwing to him a lot to be a little bit of the host today. Uh, I'm doing so much outside of the show. We've been gone another three weeks now. Uh, I've been moving. I got a new job, so a lot going on here. I know that Joe Mason's taking a bit of a, a break from work, so that's exciting. Uh, but we're glad to be here today. We're going to talk a little bit about Scott Fishbowl, just a little bit on the sh to get it kicked off. It hasn't started yet. The drafts haven't started yet. Uh, but we're going to talk, we talk about rookie players we're excited about. And then Joe Mason's going to hit me with some who's that player trivia. I don't want to uh, read too much into it. I'll, I'll be surprised when it gets to it. And then we'll just check in on some hype train. You got camp reports. You got OTAs, all that jazz. You got beat reporters trying to make their money, coming out with stories. Who knows? They just get like a three-word snippet and then run with it. So it's that time of the year. But without further ado, let's talk about Scott Fishbowl because Joe Mason got into it. Yeah, thanks to you and Joe for sticking my name out there. Mainly you, Derek, for for shouting me out on Twitter. But I'm excited. I've been having some more time reading through the rules and just looking at the scoring. Uh, but I'm doing the the uh, eight hour clock draft, which I think that starts like July 10th. So it's coming up pretty quick. Yeah. So um, next, not next Monday, but the following. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm real excited. I think I'm picking. At the seventh draft slot, I can't remember actually. Uh, Me but too. I need to do... That's Are perfect. you really? Yeah. Sweet. I need, you gotta I need hop to into some... that group chat. Yeah, I need to do some mock drafts too, and and. I don't get... think I'm gonna bother. I'm gonna be quite no. honest. <laughs> I did so much last year. To prep. And, and I mean, I picked like Dak Prescott round one or two, and I was like, well, oh. he got hurt like week. Was it week one? I don't even remember yeah. at this point. Joe, Joe picked him and Lamb too, right? I think he well, did the yeah. Dallas I mean, we stack. we had yeah. very much. We took the same. Well, he had like the ninth or tenth pick. I had the eighth pick. I think I went Justin Jefferson then Dak Prescott. Uh, at, at the eight, and yeah, it just didn't. I mean, I made the playoffs actually, mm -hmm. so it didn't completely crash and burn. I made the playoffs. Joe made the playoffs. We made like third round of the playoffs. At some point, they cut a ton of people, and it, as long as you're like within fifty percent or something, top fifty percent, mm -hmm. you keep going. And I, I made it decently far. I certainly didn't make the finals, but I kind of shot myself in the foot early on by getting a guy who got hurt. I mean, how could I control that? But right. I mean, looking at the scoring settings, QB is going to be the king again, mm -hmm. and having a great QB is going to be king again. 
I think I was seeing that Josh Allen scored like 40 points a game last year based wow. on scoring. Uh, but also tight end, once again, with it's a very tight end premium uh, settings. League. Yeah. So don't be surprised if you see like Travis Kelsey going, First who round. knows, like one, maybe one, like number one, who knows? It'll be real. It'll be really interesting to see how those live drafts pan out because that'll probably dictate a lot of it uh, mm-hmm. to see what those trends are. Uh, I'm actually going to one of the events. That's cool. So I'm not participating in the live draft for the Cincinnati leagues, uh, but I'm going to go to the event and it's at like a brewery nearby. So I'm pretty excited. I think that's why I got in, honestly, because I like filled out the interest survey for going to the event. Oh, yeah. And then not long after I got the invite and I was like, okay, this is cool. Uh, that's so awesome. I'm, I'm excited to be a part of it again. Uh, if you're not familiar with it, it is called the Scott Fishbowl. It's the 13th year running. It's uh, all for charity. There's no cash prizes at the end. It's really just bragging rights, and you get to play with a lot of analysts in the industry. So I'm actually in Matthew Betts's league. I joked in the alumni Slack. I was like, I, I joined Betts's league so I can beat another baller and just add it to my Thanos <laughs> gauntlet. Uh, I'm That's in awesome. the Hershey division, so follow along. Uh, all the all the updates and the standings are are accessible by anyone. So that's what's pretty cool too. You can see how your favorite people are doing, whether it's Matthew Barry participates, Field Yates, all those ESPN big big names to uh to people like us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it's like thirteen thousand people playing, I think. Wow. Or t- yeah, it's a ridiculous total. All right. So uh why don't you tell us who is your rookie player that you're most excited for right now in the end of June. Believe oh man. Football's coming. Dude, it's football peak, is coming. It is Life is going fast, mode. and all of a sudden, <laughs> football is right around the corner here. I know. I'm, I'm excited. I got one more rookie draft, and then uh, we're going to get my keeper league going, and we got the Scott Fishbowl draft, so it's coming up quick. But the uh, there's a couple rookie players that I'm probably way too overhyped for, but one in particular that I'm excited for is, is Quentin Johnston, who got picked in the first round by the – I almost said San Diego, Los Angeles Chargers. Um, and, yeah, there's just a big opportunity for him. He went into a, a great landing spot with the Chargers. Um, I'll say, you know, Mike Williams has some trouble staying healthy. I think Keenan Allen's going to have an, another great year, but Johnson's getting a lot of, uh, I'll say, hate from people thinking that he can't be a complete NFL receiver. Um, but I see the talent there. He's got kind of like – I think Jason Moore talked about him about having like, he's got like one after the catch move where he fakes, like he's going to go left and he spins right. And it worked all the time in college. I wonder if that's going to work in the NFL. Um, But people say he doesn't catch with his hands. He catches more with his body, but um, we'll see what he can do. He's really explosive. He's in a great opportunity. I think Justin Herbert's going to bounce back next year. Um, You know, as hopefully, hopefully he could stay, healthy but i'm just really excited for quentin johnson i think that he's got a really high ceiling and and uh he's got the nfl body to do it and we'll see if if he can translate to the next uh next level here yeah i i definitely wanted to get some quentin johnson shares going into the season i don't think i well i I know i didn't so i've kind of moved on from him i was definitely excited about him like hyping him up i had i think the seventh or eighth pick and I or 10th pick and I was hoping he fell but it just wasn't in the cards 
Uh, so I don't have any Quentin Johnson. I might take a look at him in redraft this year. I know we've talked about him on previous episodes, so I won't go too far into it. But that guy, if he can put the skills together, he has the build to pull it off. So best of luck to, yeah. to Quentin Johnston. Uh, one of the guys that I wanted to mention was a tight end. And it's not Don Kincaid, which is everyone's hotness right now. And in underdog, he's going, what, as a top 12 tight end, I think, if not higher. And it's because he's in the Bills offense, which I get, and he is penciled in for this slot role as a tight end. He might be the number two target option in the offense after Stephon Diggs. Is Stephon Diggs going to show up? There's all that turmoil there. Gabe Davis has been kind of a disappointment for fantasy purposes, even though he scores touchdowns seemingly unpredictably, so you can't rely on him for fantasy, but he's going to score in real life. And then you have just some unknowns as the third wide receivers. you got Khalil Shakir, who will go into his second year. Maybe he takes the next step. Uh, who are the other guys? Who's the – oh, uh, they got um, Harris. Not – Deontay Hardy now. Yeah. It was Hardy. Harris. Deontay Hardy, they picked him up from New Orleans. Low-key, I think he is good at football, so – he might take some snaps at that, that spot and rotate in as the third wide receiver, the slot wide receiver. You know he's going to be returning kicks because uh, he's great at that. Shout out to Assumption University, though, because he's from Assumption in Massachusetts. I had some colleagues that went there. So oh, wow. shout out to the Division II N10 Conference, Assumption University, where Deontay Hardy went to school. Uh, anyway... Dalton Kincaid is not the guy I wanted to talk about. I just <laughs> dove into the Bills, but I want to talk about a Lions tight end, Sam Laporta, who went later on in the draft than Kincaid, but I still think that he has a huge opportunity to produce in his rookie season, even though his the tight ends don't historically do so. Uh, we were just talking about it pre-show. You got Amon Ross St. Brown, and then who's next? There's really just as much lack of clarity in the Lions passing attack as there is in the Bills. And so Sam Laporta has the opportunity to become the second option, just like we want Dalton Kincaid to be. Because Jameson Williams has gone at least six games, and he still hasn't shown anything that gives us confidence that he's going to be like this solidified Devontae Smith-level wide receiver 1B in the offense. So after Amon Ra, you got Marvin Jones, who's in his 30s, like mid-30s, and you got like Josh Reynolds. So Sam Laporta has a very good opportunity to pick up where TJ Hawkinson left off mm-hmm. and get some targets down the field, down the seam. Uh, and Amon Ra is going to like take coverage over the middle of the field because that's kind of his game. So, I mean, if he can sneak in behind or underneath routes, it's, it's on. I mean, Jared Goff is not a bad quarterback. He can produce good level pass catchers we've seen it with ARSB uh, so I'm excited about seeing how Sam Laporta develops I don't expect the world of him in his rookie season but once he gets to the hang of the NFL I think the sky's the limit yeah he's the second tight end I'm taking in my rookie drafts over Michael Mayer but the more you're talking about this Lions offense and the fact that Swift's gone like I think I'm just getting more excited for Amon Ra I think he's gonna have a great year this yeah year. or Gibbs Gibbs might be the second or Gibbs too. yeah that's true until he gets hurt in week three. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Knock on wood. I don't want anybody to get hurt, but the body doesn't doesn't show that it can hold hey, up yet. He doesn't, I mean, he doesn't need a Prove workhorse. me wrong, my friend. He doesn't need workhorse carry numbers. He just has to get six, you know, five or six targets a game and maybe ten carries. He'll be good. So 
Um, but yeah, hey, let's jump into our next uh, next segment here. I wanted to do like a like a who's that player. So, well, did you have there. any more rookies that you're excited about? I, I feel like maybe we could throw one more in there. Yeah, let's see. The other guy I was going to talk about was Kincaid, but we kind of uh, already oh, okay. covered him. Sorry. <laughs> and a little bit of uh, we already covered the Lions a little bit with Jameer Gibbs. Um, the only other one I could think of that comes to mind is maybe Kendra Miller because he has a massive opportunity with the pending suspension, probable suspension of Alvin Kamara. But honestly, Derek, I don't even know how long of a suspension Kamara is going to get. It could be could be no suspension. It could be six months or six, six months, six games. It could be the whole season. Like, I don't think anyone knows or has an idea yet um, or when we're even going to find out. And maybe his, maybe his court date got pushed to July this year. I'll have to look that up. So maybe we'll know something soon, but um, yeah, I think Kendra is talking about like how he's going to, you know, this role is his, like he's going to take it over and, and, uh, and just do his best because I mean he, I really liked him in college at, at TCU. He did really good. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm excited for the opportunity that that Kendra has in the Saints offense. And uh, I know they also signed Jamal Williams, right? Who had 17 rushing touchdowns for the Lions last year. Yeah. But I'm excited for Kendra. We'll we'll see what he can do. I'm also looking though, and the Saints the Saints have a chance to win the division this year. So. I could see that. I mean, they have, according to over the cap, 14 million in cap space right now. Yeah. So, I mean, I know we're not talking about it much, but you got Leonard Fournette, you got Ezekiel Elliott, you got Dalvin Cook sitting there. You got Kareem Hunt. So in June, end of June, we could be completely wrong about Kendra Miller's opportunity if they come in after, say, okay, we have a chance to make a playoff push here. We've got Derek Carr signed under contract. We have the young Olave receiver, Michael Thomas, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, they might be like, we're in. And they, they're like, we don't want to rely on a rookie to run our backfield while Alvin Kamara is gone. I think they're in the running to pick up a veteran running back. Yeah, and maybe they're waiting to see how long, if if he gets suspended for Kamara, and maybe they'll they'll make a move then. Because, I mean, what are the odds? What are the NFC South odds right now for... I think the Saints are the favorite. I would presume the Falcons, the Panthers, and the Bucks. Like, you got Baker Mayfield. Just, mm-hmm. if you're looking about who's going to win the division, find the best quarterback. And in the NFC South is Derek Carr. You can't say it's Bryce Young yet. You can't say it's Baker Mayfield. Mm-hmm. And you can't say it's Desmond Ritter. Derek Carr is the best quarterback in the division. I mean, the Panthers almost won the division last year, um, and they added Bryce Young. So they lost DJ Moore, though. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. That's it, it's probably the Saints, you know, like the best overall team. They have Taysom Hill too. <laughs> Never forget. <laughs> Never forget. Uh, let's see. Oh, a rookie that I was excited about too. I'll just throw in the ring. Uh, that I think is a clear handcuff, not only in Dynasty, but in redraft this year. Tank Bigsby, I don't know where he's going in underdog uh, in as far as ADP goes, but definitely a, a guy I want to keep an eye out for as we enter the season where if Travis Etienne goes down, 
Tank Bigsby to me is the clear number one in that backfield. I don't think it's very ambiguous if there's an injury at the top. Uh, because the guys that are around him, Dearness Johnson and Jamichael Hasty, they don't scare me whatsoever. Dearness Johnson might get some early down work, but I think T- Tank Bigsby steps in right away to the the pass catching role, at least on third down, and will definitely get carries too, get some opportunities at the goal line. Um, all this is predicated on Travis Etienne going down, but injuries happen every single year. The people who get the handcuffs that they they step into the starting roles, they get so lucky. Because you can't predict what the injury is going to be. But if you can uh, load up on guys that have clear opportunity after the first guy, uh, then you're in good shape. And I think, have, I think Tank is that guy. Yeah, I got him. I almost uh, took him just because I knew Goonies is going to want his handcuffs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it kind of, he just kind of just fell into my lap, honestly. Because I didn't, I didn't really anticipate going in and getting him in the draft, but. He he just slipped. I mean, I'm gonna pull up the draft results for a rookie draft that we had in May, and uh, I mean, I got him at the 304. And uh, guys like I mean, Chase Brown went before him, mm-hmm. and that's a that's surprising. I mean, Tajay Spears is kind of an unknown to me. Some people love him. Some people are worried about his knees. I I'd lean towards the latter a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Uh, Especially since, wait, when was uh, Spears drafted? Third round. And, I mean, Roshan Johnson went before him. And I got excited. Like, I started watching Tank Bigsby highlights, and dude looks pretty good. He was a couple years ago. People were like, yeah, he's the the running back of this class. Like, he's he's legit. Oh, here we go. Let's Let's get hyped up. 17 days ago. This is what we're talking about, the hype train. Uh, Bigsby is expected to have plenty of opportunity to win the number two job. Demetrius Harvey of the Florida Times Union reports, the the writer believes he could out-touch ETN some weeks, depending on who has the hot hand. Here's the hype train. <laughs> Sorry, we don't have a soundboard. so <laughs> <laughs> Maybe one day. Yeah, I mean, he was a third-round pick, too, so... Tajay Spears is a third rounder. I don't know which one went first, but uh, I believe Tank Bigsby had better college production than Spears. Especially, Spears, I think, it, had one year. At least of, pass catching. Yeah. I think um, Spears was strictly like a running back on the ground. And Johnson sat behind Bijan. So, yeah, give me Tank Bigsby. I'm excited for him. I think I almost took him at the 206 in that league also. I remember you telling me that. I, I sat on it for a while and I was like, nah, I forget who I picked over him. But uh now I'm glad you got him. He's uh he's solid. I like Tank a lot. All right, let's hit me, hit me. Let's see how uh how my knowledge stands up. All right, so we're gonna do who's that player? So Derek, I'm gonna lead uh read off a hint to you. If you think you know who it is, you could feel free to guess. Um Otherwise, I'll I'll pause between every single one and and we can we can talk about it a little bit. So, the initial hint I'm going to give you is this player is a wide receiver. So that's your initial hint. So first first note I'm going to give you, uh, he's 23 years old and he's entering his third year in the league. All right, 23 entering the third year in the league. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. So next one. 
He was a first-round pick in 2021, and he missed the first five games uh, of his rookie year due to a groin injury. 2021. So what was that? So this was so he, okay. All right. Okay. Dang, this is not coming to me. I feel like this is going to be so obvious on playback. <laughs> I'm trying to think. 2021 draft. Okay. All right, keep going. Okay. Last season, he caught a touchdown in each of his first two games. So he started off really hot, and then he suffered a foot injury and missed most of last year. See, like, I immediately, I'm trying to think of the 21 draft. So we got Jerry, Judy, CeeDee Lamb. Uh, we have, let's see. I mean, you got Justin Jefferson, Jalen Rager. Okay. I mean, Jalen Waddle. I'm, I'm, who is that? Is, who else uh, was in the... This is, wait, I'm trying to think. No, 2020. 2020 was the Jefferson draft. Oh, okay. Like you're off. You're off by one. All right. So this um, is Devontae Smith. Yeah. Jalen Waddle. Yes. I mixed those two together. Mm-hmm. Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddle. Who else went in that draft? Oh, I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Kadarius Tony. No, no, oh. that's a good guess. We can keep going though. Okay. Um, so th- this is a this is a good hint that I think will help you. So the team he's on drafted a first round wide receiver this year, and they also signed a big name wide receiver this off season. Okay, who who got signed this off season? So uh. yeah, I was gonna say start with the there was four first round wide receivers that went this year for for teams, right? Yeah. So it was Quentin Johnston. It was uh, some Chargers. Yeah, and uh, JSN on the Seahawks. Hawks. Why am I? It's like I, I, I'm glad I'm the host here because <laughs> I put y'all on the spot so much, and I'm always like, oh, how are they not thinking this? I feel like I have this yeah, memorized. There was, and there was four in a row, so you got the first two, then Addison to the Vikings, yep. and Zay Flowers to the Ravens. Okay. All right, so it's Rashad Bateman. Yes, it is Rashad <laughs> Bateman. <laughs> my, wow, my next, okay. Uh, uh, so right. they they probably drafted Zay Flowers and added Odell Beckham, um, mainly because, probably because Lamar wanted Bateman, more help. Okay, but yeah, Bateman's, been, Bateman's been, uh, you know, he's had some injury concerns. He actually had a, um, I wanted to say Liz Frank injury. Yeah. But I thought that would have given it away, so I just said he's had a foot injury, missed most of last year. Um, but yeah, Rashad Bateman. Yeah, now it seems so obvious. But that's what that was. What the problem was? I was conflating the 2020 the and 2021 yeah. draft and combining them. Yeah, because Jalen Waddle, Devonte Smith, Rashad Bateman, mm-hmm. Kadarius Tony, who other guys? There was C- one no, CD Lamb was 2020. Right? Yep. Um. Yeah. Twenty twenty was the stack draft where the Eagles just it watched it. Yeah, it really was a great. But I mean, Henry class. Ruggs was the first wide receiver taken in that draft, so I guess I mean, yeah. the Eagles they botched it still, but not as they could have also players. gotten Henry Ruggs. <laughs> yeah. Hey, maybe I don't, I don't know. I don't want to project. Maybe mm-hmm. if Henry Ruggs isn't living in Vegas, that wouldn't have happened. Yeah. Ah, that was anyway. fun. I hope, I yeah, hope you like that. I want another one. Yeah, I don't, 
You gotta have, can, uh, come up with another one next week. Yeah, absolutely. I like being on the spot. <laughs> Definitely. So there's been a lot of hype lately. We're gonna go to our next segment. This is like a, a hype train check. So we talked earlier. We're like peak off season right now with beat beat reporters looking at you know OTAs and saying whatever to get like clicks. Pretty much, it seems like. But I don't know. Maybe some of the stuff they're saying uh, makes sense, and we believe it. So. We have. I, I wrote down three things that came on onto Sleeper the past couple of days, and uh, me and Derek are just going to talk through whether we believe it or whether we think it's just, you know, they're hyping people up for no reason. So first one is uh, multiple people in the Broncos building believe Tim Patrick is the best football player in the wide receiver room, and that was from James Palmer TV. <laughs> and I w- got this notification yesterday, and I just thought, wow, this is – this is peak off season. There is not a lot going on that people are talking about Tim Patrick. And Hey, I really liked Tim Patrick. He was seen at the nuggets game with Russell Wilson, you know, um, and I'm sure he's a good guy. I mean, they, they were giving him a lot of play time. He was a solid, you know, like 11, 12 points a game a couple of years ago before he, I think it was 2021 before he tore his ACL last year. Uh, Tim Patrick was like a solid wide receiver three weekly. Um, and, and yeah, maybe he's the best, you know, wide, you know, football wide receiver, maybe all around blocking, catching, I guess you could say that. But I just, I don't have him over Sutton and uh, and Judy. There's just no way for, for fantasy perspective. There's just, those two guys have way more upside than Tim Patrick. He might be the the safety floor, but I, I'm not really buying this. I don't know what your, what your thoughts are, Derek. It's totally bogus. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they're not playing in pads. There's not even a defense. So saying that Tim Patrick is the best is just should we're we, talking uh, about it. Should we guess who the who maybe the multiple people are? I'm guessing it's Russell Wilson <laughs> and maybe Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy. <laughs> they're just high, hyping up their boy. Who what? knows? I mean, Tim Patrick. I'm I'm hopeful that he comes back full strength, but. We haven't seen him in what two two and a half years, a year and a half. Yeah, he didn't play at all last year. No. No, he's not. That's totally bogus. I wonder how old he is. Let's I think see. he's thirty. Ooh. Thirty on the dot, I think. Yeah, he's twenty nine. I don't know when he turns thirty, but Tim Patrick, his birthday is not listed immediately on Wikipedia, November 23rd. So he'll turn 30 he'll, in the he'll be middle 30. of the season. Mm. No. Yeah. Okay. We can check that <laughs> one off and move on to the next one. That one was pretty straightforward. No, um, a guy who went undrafted in 2017 is not the best wide receiver among the, the, the Broncos. I just right. no. Yeah. So I like this one and I, and I know you're going to like this one because we're talking about your boy, Romeo Dubs. So, uh, from ESPN, Rob Domofsky, he reports that Packers wide receiver Romeo Dubs has seem- seemingly become quarterback Jordan Love's go-to guy. So, Derek, I'm going to go to you first. What do you think about hearing that from uh, from Rob over here about Romeo? I love it. I love I mean- it, too. I think, I mean, Romeo Dobbs is a possession wide receiver, so I wouldn't su- be surprised in any way if he out-targets Christian Watson. 
I won't be surprised if he's out targeting Jaden Reed at least the first half of the season because a guy like Jaden Reed's going to take a while to develop, and maybe he becomes a really good option late in the season. You pick him up off waivers and redraft, and you throw him in because he starts stepping up. But like at least to start the year, I would be not shocked at all that Romeo Dobbs is leading the receiving core, particularly in catches and targets. I think that Christian Watson will probably still beat him in yards because he's much bigger play player but yeah i i don't know if i love any of them in redraft it's it's kind of you have to look at it in a vacuum yeah he might be the best option on the packers but the best option on the packers might just suck mm-hmm. yeah so i have some i have some cool numbers that i was looking at from last year so uh all their games you know if you look at their targets per game um uh, dobbs actually out targeted him targeted Watson by half a target per game. Uh, Watson did play in more games. He he was banged up a couple games last year, but Dobbs had a, I think it was a high ankle sprain in like week nine that sidelined him a good chunk of the second half of last season. Um, so Watson, as soon as Dobbs went down, Watson broke out. He was having 20, 30 point games. Um, his points per game prior to Dobbs getting hurt, five points per game. And then after Dobbs got hurt, he jumped all the way up to 19 and a half points per game. So, uh, yeah, I think I think Dobbs being healthy, he's probably more of that, like you said, that get open possession receiver compared to Watson's like big playability. Um, I think Love's going to rely more on more on Dobbs until he can pinpoint the ball maybe deep downfield where Watson can run under it and catch it. Cool. Hell yeah! All right. What else do you got? Uh, next up, another guy that we I know we both like, Traylon yeah, Burks. Um, confirm another... my biases, Joe. <laughs> confirm my biases. That's what you're doing every single time you're you're throwing me See, these names. This. We have we have very clearly have our favorites. Yeah. Because so... <laughs> why wouldn't we like to talk about our favorites? Yeah. So ES, ESPN's uh, T Davenport underscore NFL. He reports that Traylon Burks, Titans wide receiver Traylon Burks, is playing at a different speed with noticeably leaner build this offseason. Derek, <laughs> I don't know if you remember, but last last offseason. He couldn't breathe. He had asthma. Um, so, Trey Lung burnt. <laughs> that was... So I'm, I I love this. I mean, I have always been a Burks believer. I have him in a bunch of leagues. I'm holding him. You know, the Titans are not at pass heavy team and maybe they'll do better with with Tannehill staying healthy hopefully this most of this year uh, but yeah what are your thoughts Derek I was looking at his numbers from last year and how like oh everybody's probably out on Traylon Burks like go trade for him I definitely didn't think his numbers were as bad as they really were when I actually went back and looked they were not good, we're not uh, good. but I, I maybe the rose-colored glasses kicked in when I saw how he scored on his first target against the Eagles and just got his head blasted off his body and then didn't play like the next game or two. Uh, And I was like, okay, this guy is good because he went up and got that ball and he held on, even though he was like unconscious when he hit the ground. So how I think my whole season outlook on how he did was based on that one catch that he had in the first quarter of a game against my team. Uh, but yeah, his numbers were not great, but the Titans were a disaster in the passing game. And uh, I pray that Tannehill is the quarterback because if he's not, then Burks is screwed. Yeah. Because Tannehill is the only guy who's going to prop up a passing game weapon 
It's not. It's clearly not Malik Willis, considering they benched him for Josh Dobbs. Uh, and I don't think that it's Will Levis, at least his first season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Tannehill. Traylon Burks is not Christian Watson, who's going to like run straight down the sideline and catch an 80-yard passing touchdown. He's going to catch it on the flat at like 10 yards deep and then bruise his way 80 yards. And that kind of pass requires accuracy, which I don't have the confidence in Will Levis having yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the key is going to be Tannehill needs to stay healthy for uh... – for our hope in Traylon Burks. Otherwise, uh, we'll be pretty disappointed. So Yeah. And All I right. think if J- if Will Levis becomes a the quarterback, then Titans fans are going to be pretty disappointed. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because, I mean, Will Levis is basically Zach Wilson with worst draft capital to me. <laughs> what, did he make a couple good throws on tape and then all of a sudden he's yeah. a huge prospect? The production wasn't there. Zach yeah. Wilson's production was better. And he got drafted based on like a cross body deep ball in a practice dome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got anything else for us? Or are we going to have a little short summer episode here? No, I think that's all. Uh, that's all I wanted to cover today. I know we're missing Joe, but uh, I think this is a good length and we've, uh, we've had some good hype train topics in the off season and uh you almost got that player, but we'll do another one. Yeah, I got. I got to get another shot. Definitely. Uh, so that's it. That's almost Sunday fantasy football podcast. I think in the near future we'll throw together a little Scott Fishbowl mock draft. Maybe, maybe next week, right before the live drafts kick off, slow drafts kick off. Uh, we'll we'll drop in with one of those. Talk about our strategies headed into the Scott Fishbowl. Try to get Joe Belner into it. He signed up. He was like, wait, can I just get invited without signing up? Nobody. Nope. You got to sign up. up. If you're still trying to get in, get on Twitter, hit people up. Don't be annoying about it, though. Be nice about it. Mm-hmm. Be genuine. Don't say, oh, I really wish I could get invited. I signed up for four years straight. And then they just call you out blatantly on public Twitter. I don't know if you saw that. Someone complaining like, oh, I've been trying for four years. And Scott was finally like, this is the first year you signed up. Wow. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, people were, uh, I think it was Ryan McDonald or McDowell, I forget. He oh, was yeah, like, he was just like on everyone's replies saying, you have not signed up. You have not signed up. Yeah. Hey, buddy, you have not signed up. You didn't sign that. up. You didn't sign up. <laughs> Call him out. Call him out. <laughs> I don't think he was calling people out. I think people just get confused. Like if they think that I I think a lot of it is just misunderstanding. They didn't realize Mm -hmm. they didn't sign up or they didn't know how, or they're, they think that you can just get invited by tweeting. Right. So benefit of the doubt there. But anyway, it's been good talking to you, Joe. We'll catch you next time. And, uh, good luck with this air quality. If you're on the East coast, because I'm like out of breath, just sitting here. It's bad. (laughs) Adios, man. Thank you.